Hello everyone, um, today is another Thinkers Pop recording. We'll be talking about uh, what we're we going to talk about today. <laughs> I don't know which one, okay, that's fine. Um, first of all, before we say what we're going to be talking about, I'm here with Victor and with Ibuka again. And Victor, say something so they remember your voice. Who cares about Alright, so yeah, whatever, that was Victor's voice. <laughs> that was Ibuka's voice. Okay, so uh, today we're going to be talking first about um, skepticism. And we'll be looking at the thought experiment of... Um, so imagine this is the story. There's a young girl who lived in Nigeria in 1902. And, you know, in the first days when the white men were in this country, her brother was one of the first um, young men who got some scholarship to study abroad in Europe. And so they took him abroad and he studied. And then he'd been there for four years and came back. And, you know, when you come back from the white man's land, he began to tell his village people the experiences that he had while he was a student abroad. And all his stories were fantastic, but one story bothered Neka. He talked about something called ice, and he told her that it was water, but that this water was as hard as a rock. And people would stand on top of it and, you know, walk on top of it, and dance on top of it and do parties and things on top of it and she just couldn't get herself to believe him and all the villagers kept oohing and eyeing at um, Neka's brother's story but Neka didn't want to you know she didn't want to shame her brother but when she went home she felt that he was taking them to a fool telling them fantastic stories that weren't really true to her it was impossible for water to be hard as a rock and this was because she had never um, seen ice before so she didn't have a way of conceiving it so that's the story now what this story is trying to illustrate is about being skeptical and what we're going to be talking about is what are the extents of skepticism when is it rational when is it irrational when is it a little too much and um, to help me with that Ayebuka and Victor and who wants to jump in first, take a bite? Maybe Victor do the honors. What do you think? <coughs> okay, so what, what, what I'm going to say is going to be tied to that particular story, the circumstance of the girl. Um, in that particular situation, I don't think she... I don't think she needs to believe the guy if she's skeptical about it. So, um, in the course of her life, um, she is not, um, she doesn't need eyes. Yeah. In the course of her life, she doesn't need eyes. So, it's basically looking like just extra information. So, um, given her situation, I, I think it's, it's healthy that she is skeptical, that she is not um, accepting it the way it is. And um, mostly because. I don't see how she needs eyes. So okay. fine, yeah, so that's fine. Let her stay skeptical. Where the story might change is if 
she gets into a fix or some situation where the only way around it is either her belief in eyes or her knowledge of eyes or her actually getting to experience eyes, maybe see it or something. Yeah. But in her situation, I think it's okay for her to stay skeptical. Okay, so is it, uh, are, you, are you of the opinion that um, knowledge that doesn't have practical use, okay, if, if, so if you don't have any practical use for knowledge, you might as well not know it and um, you might as well deny such knowledge that you might as well consider it false, it doesn't matter to you. Deny? Um, I don't think skepticism is as much deny. Okay, I can say that from the story too, like she felt it was false, but then okay, you can also be skeptical in a way that, so much way, I don't um, until I see it. Okay. Do you understand? So that's like a bit different from hers. So you know, as much as um, you might at the base think it's not true, you are open to evidence. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? And evidence has to meet you at your point of need. Let me give you that. It has to be in a way you can observe it. It has to be in a way you can observe it. It has to be in a way that would actually um, you can relate with something that can resonate with you. So, so I think. That Thomas skepticism of when he was told that Jesus had risen and he said, yeah. So I think that is like um, another healthy one. Um, so if if really like something is not of practical use, it's just knowledge. Um, it now depends on maybe the type of person you are. You can also hear something and be like, okay, the Shah said, do you understand? And it's not it's not something I need. It's not something I do. So I've heard that there's something. But if you okay, skepticism will now be either you are saying this thing is outrightly false, or you are saying I don't believe okay. until I see. Yeah, so I'll say okay, fine. Um, show me uh, until I see. So I think that Thomas one is like maybe should I use the word better than just writing it off. So at least it shows openness to evidence to all that. Yeah, so. I was like, if, if, if it's not really something you need at that point or something that can help you with life, then it doesn't really matter if you're being skeptical about it. It just means that you don't fit into that school of thought. Maybe you have to find your own tribe, all those kind of things. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, did you want to jump in? Uh, I, I agree with you. So I think that uh, okay. um, skepticism, and I may even go a step further to say that skepticism in her case has practical benefits. Okay, also. Um, I feel that as human beings, we operate with knowledge. Like, knowledge has. The, the, the first. Uh, knowledge, knowledge primary. Remember, um, knowledge primary use has always been application. Okay. So, we never were people who gather knowledge for knowledge's sake. We kind of are. Some of us are. Initially, like when we started getting knowledge, yeah. there was always been what does what, what is this knowledge good for? Oh, yeah. Can it help me um, solve the uh, face this challenge? Can it help me solve this problem? And that has has always been how we operate knowledge. And even today, when we, most knowledge we have, we always try to find a way as soon as possible to apply it. So electricity was a novel thing until it, we found application in appliances and then 
that people that the, the knowledge of electricity um, abound there. Yeah. People, more people could um, see electricity in use and then they could want, find me to study to electricity. Yes. yes. So for Neka who doubted snow, it held the heart to doubt snow, especially when there was, there would, I mean, there's unlikely to be a need for her to use the knowledge of snow existing somewhere or water in solid form. Refrigeration is not something like, there, there was no way she could apply that knowledge. So she could easily classify it in the uh, category of folklore, which uh, their parents told them about, thought he's talking and all those things, yeah. until there was any need for her to use it. And I feel that that's how all our knowledge, all the knowledge we have, we are. Okay, most knowledge we have, we yeah. usually find a way to use, apply it, and until it's applied, we don't really. I, I don't. I don't think we regard knowledge which don't apply as much as we do the ones that are easily applicable. Okay. 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 So the question of the question of ask, and I wanted to ask Victor earlier. If you if you take the Thomas way, where you only agree that things are true once you verify them, doesn't that limit because our the way we build normally we build knowledge is so there is the knowledge we build from applying knowledge. So there's, there's that there's also the knowledge we build from seeing, touching, feeling, basically testing it out by ourselves. But then there's a huge chunk of our knowledge that comes from believing what we are told by people we trust, mostly people we trust, okay? So people we, we trust not to lie to us, we tend to believe. A lot of um, a lot of the news we watch, we didn't witness it. The news we, when we read the newspaper, most of it wasn't witnessed. But most people believe a newspaper. So a, 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 a lot of other things, even stories your friends tell you. So um, you, you sort of, uh, you believe them especially if they are within the realm of what you think is possible. Credibility. Uh, credibility. credibility is one thing. Credibility, I think, has more to do with the person than with the story. Well, credibility is something that... Yeah, 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 credibility, yes. So, if, if it's within the realm of our experiences, it's easier, you know, to believe. But then the question is, can, can one really live as a skeptic? Um, to be like being skeptical about every single thing. No, I don't think I'm skeptical about every single thing. Um, like if I get to trust. Um, so I'll give you an example. I have this friend who one day I tried to get him to sign some documents. Mm -hmm. He was in his office. He was attending to somebody and he didn't want to keep me waiting. So he said, "Just bring them. Let me sign." So I'll give him documents and he'll sign. And then the woman there was asking him, you're signing things, asking him, sorry, you're signing things that you don't read. And you, you, you're signing something that you've not read, sorry. And I was like, eh, that is good about it now. So she was like, okay, so even it. if it's there, I you know. So she was like, ah, so, but it's risky now. He told her, well, to save time, you have to trust somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not true. <laughs> like to save time. You just have, you to, have trust. to trust somebody. Yes, that's so. And yeah, it's about it. I've read, I've read the terms and conditions. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. To save time, you have to trust this. <laughs> Whoever is those things. But, but isn't, 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 that, isn't that what they play on? 
they know you're not going to read. Of course, of course. Everything. And, 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 and I'm very sure that the jargon that they use in those agreements can be very dense. Not even dense. I mean, um, they, intentionally. Could, they could have. They, yeah, I think they intentionally fill it with jargon so you won't bother to read the whole thing yeah. and just agree. Because so of, yeah, but yes. and I can tell you to trust. Trust is a simple way to explain it. Okay, let me give you another example. It's actually the same guy to that situation. So we're working somewhere and then we used to compare him and his wife to another couple. So we used to think that they were better than the other couple. You understand? And then one day the girl that I was talking with now told me, ah, but it's this type of men that if they want to do, they will do and will do. And I'm like, how? Ah. So like because his wife trusts him a whole lot. Yeah. So like he can easily do things and get away with them. So there, that's the risk. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Um, just like you know that everything is a risk. So when you trust somebody, usually from depending on your personality or your, from your type of person, you know, you're based on your relationship with the person, right? Based on your position with the person. So sometimes it's something that we we're not perfect with it. Do you understand? Okay. Okay. So it, it depends on you. Some people tend to build trust based on history. You understand? Yeah. So because you've not done this thing, so yeah, hey, I know that. And then that is why it's easy to crush because once the formula fails, it affects it could affect the that whole history that it was based on. And mm. then you have to start rebuilding and all that. So there's always that risk that of you missing out on something by being skeptical. So um and there's that risk, yeah, so that, that risk of missing out because you, you either trust somebody or trust somebody yeah. based on your relationship with them or history or their position. So the risk is there. The risk is there. That is okay. why I'm saying um, it's, it has to be about need. So if, if you can live your life maybe normally and maybe doing that thing would have made you come up but maybe this level is still okay. It just means that you stay at this level. level you're in and never go. <coughs> okay, so, okay. Um, there was a question I was going to ask you. It was on the tip of my mind. And I lost it. Uh, can, can I weigh in on this? You think? Oh, yeah, weigh in on okay, this. Yeah. Also, I think that when we, when we consider knowledge, when you mentioned newspapers and not believing what newspapers say, there is also this factor where when we find that the source of information has a lot to gain, has a lot to lose by peddling on truth and have a lot to gain by peddling the truth. truth and also have enough resources at their disposal to ferret out the truth more than we do. It's easier to Trust lose skepticism. Like we have become less skeptical about the information we get from them. Yeah. Especially when we need that information. Yeah. If you if you're heading out tomorrow and then the weather forecast says it'll be rainy, you're likely to carry an umbrella. If they say there's unrest brewing somewhere, yeah. you take precautions while placing the place. Even though you've not witnessed it, but you believe that the newspapers will tell you the truth because mm-hmm. they would want you to buy more newspapers tomorrow and you find that they're not telling you the, the truth, you will not buy, buy a newspaper. So that's how we can, we can, like, we reserve skepticism when. We find that there are odds against, like, there's no need for us to be here. I get that. And also, uh, it also ties, ties, ties into the, the 
the knowledge being like we always find a way where knowledge is useful for us. That's why we like we can enrich our knowledge to the extent that it helps us do things. Mm -hmm. I, I think they're like um, even like science journals, people which people read, yeah. uh, we increase the knowledge which we have because we find that science um, the scientific field is something that as we enrich our scientific knowledge, we can apply them in so many in so many uh, in diverse ways that yeah. can help us uh, make that, uh, make discoveries. Uh, Enlarge uh, the scope of our lives and you know a lot of other things. Okay. <coughs> uh, there was a question I was going to ask, and I think I, 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 it's it's come back to me now, which which was, uh, and I think it's to both of you as well. So, is there a difference between the story of ice and say the story of unicorns and fire breathing dragons? So, if you could try to put yourself in Leka's uh, shoes and what would be, you know, is there a way, why would ice, somebody who has not seen ice before, does it sound more true? Is there a way it could sound, even if, even if, um, even if I'm not, like for instance, I could hear a story and hear another story, and I'm more likely, both of them I've not experienced, but I'm more likely to believe one than the other. So. If ice and a fire-breathing dragon were both presented to Neka, would she be equally skeptical, or would she be more willing to believe one than the other? And what would sort of be the basis for that um, gradation in skepticism? If you get what I mean. Using those particular examples, yes. for me, they would be the same. To you, well, yeah. You so when I hear when I hear of a dragon. I want to see it. Mm. Like I remember um, we went for this thing at the um, Center for Memory, it's one of these the Biafra stories here and they were saying something about the leaf that can make you invisible. Okay. And yeah, and for me it was about wearing this leaf. And then the guy was mostly about somehow the particular leaf, this and mm -hmm. that, I should go and talk to somebody else. So that knew not talk. But that's the way I would approach it. Like, let me see. You understand? So for me, being in our shoes, it would be the same thing. Story of ice compared to the story of uh, the dragon, dragon or unicorn. I want to see it. Right. Okay. Uh, would you? Yeah. Um, I think that this is how we, we, we this is how we approach stories. Uh, for me, for Nick, it would be it would basically the same thing. For me, for instance, it would be something like there are basic. There's knowledge there I already have, which I can build. There's a, I can found a foundation where I can build ice on, but not fire breathing dragons, which Neka hasn't. So this, the, body, the body of our first knowledge decides what we are more skeptical about and what we are less skeptical about. If someone were telling, if, if you were to tell that Neka something about strange flowers, because she has an experience of flowers, yeah. she'd, she'd believe those, those stories. More readily before breathing the eyes because she's never had an experience of fire, yes. water getting so, so, getting so cold that water freezes. freezes yes. So, this is the same thing that also help us when we um, make decisions on what knowledge is more believable or not. So, if we have. Mm -hmm. a, and it's true, even without refrigeration, we would never experience frozen water. Yes. For instance, just to to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what, why? Why? We live why? in a very different time than our ancestors did, obviously. 
when we talk about that, there's infrared which we can't see with our naked eyes. Yes. But we find application, we find a lot of that we use more controls and we use a lot of things that apply infrared. And having this foundational knowledge, it's easier for us to bring infrared, even though we've not seen it. Or fire breathing dragons. Also, there are things that make us doubt, like there are things that make us doubt fire breathing dragons. Okay. It's a reptile. Reptiles don't have wings. And by, like, when you experience knowledge, your vast body of knowledge helps you to, you know, um, poke at it. If it stands the test, then you accept it. You are more likely to accept it than if it doesn't. So, for that, I think that's the way we approach uh, That's how we use skepticism practically. Okay. Okay. I don't know, for me, uh, anyway, I don't know. I wouldn't. Um, I would probably believe more in a dragon than in the ice. And, and the reason I would believe that is because a fire-breathing dragon would, okay, how to put it, a fire-breathing dragon inspires action, so it, it inspires fear, all right? If I was told that a fire-breathing dragon and I was made to have this emotional response to it, okay. so I'm now afraid of a fire-breathing dragon. If you tell me that a fire-breathing dragon will come to the village tomorrow, and I need to run. I will run. Okay. But if you tell me you're coming, like I'll run away, yes. I'll, and, and maybe my fear will make me even believe more. But if you tell me you're going to show me ice, I don't have, I don't have to be afraid of ice. Stone water. I bring it, let's see. You get what I mean? Yes. I, I would actually act, you know, I would act in accordance to a belief that I don't really hold, if that makes any sense. If, if that belief has consequences on my life or whatever, as opposed to if, like for instance, I'll, I'll give you an example of in my, in my own life normally, I don't, so I don't believe in what was this thing from that show called The Secret, where and The Secret believes if you, if you push a lot of things into the universe, the universe will reward you. By pushing out a lot of things into the universe, it's like um, affirmations, uh, all the so you do like this vision board where you put a picture of the house you want to live in and blah blah blah. And there's some stories in that video about how you know this person because to me it's just one big marketing thing. So this person was broke, uh, what's it called now? Visualize the house, visualize the car, and walk towards it. And after I don't know a certain period of time, wow, look, it is the car that. Uh, he had it visualizing and the universe brought that car to him and brought that house to him. So that's 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 one belief. So I don't I don't believe that. However, okay, I catch myself doing something that will have to stay away from negative thoughts so that my positive I'm not not exactly believing that my positive thoughts going out into the universe would sort of bring positive vibes to me, but somehow I find myself worry about oh am i am i exuding positivity today yeah. why because i'm expecting a reward and and it's more my emotional uh, attachment to this reward i'm hoping for that is pushing me in that direction even though when, when someone talks to me about it you believe in that i really don't it's, it's stupid i might even say but um i find i find myself being drawn to it because People, there's other people who claim it works, who will show you evidence that in their lives it's working. So, 
what do you guys what do you guys think? I don't know. I think I agree with you. I think that when when you when yeah, there's a personal stake. No. <laughs> well, actually, that means I was something I I failed to uh, consider because yeah. when your personal safety or when something that affects you directly is at stake, it tampers with your skepticism or your belief the scale of the scale of which you believe or you do not believe. For yeah. instance, a fire-breathing dragon, like you said, inspires fear. Yeah. And fear is something that prompts us into action. Yeah. This means that when things you are afraid of affect you, you suffer consequences that can be life-altering. So these things are things that make us, uh, uh, that make us weigh information that has a, like, like has, like it makes us with information that has a direct effect on us, that could have a potential effect on us uh, more heavily than the one that doesn't. Okay. Is it possible to, to, to plan for something that you're still skeptical about? <sighs> yes, I think so. I think, I think so. I think a lot of people might not believe some things, but are afraid of what the consequences are. Yeah. You know, if they believe or if they don't, maybe are afraid of if consequences if they don't believe yeah. and or are seeking or are seeking for rewards of if they, you know, okay. if they do believe and those motivators sort of push them to full, you know, okay. full active, active uh, full. How do I put it? The word I'm looking for is acting in line with what you don't like, acting okay. in line with the the belief. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's that's it. Um, does anyone want to add anything? I'm having a feeling that we kind of this this wasn't very um, yeah uh, it wasn't very it wasn't the sort of topic that gets people arguing against each other. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, since since we we all agree and it it seems like um, the points are how your emotional um, states. And make you believe stuff. Uh, and but you, also, uh, I think okay, this is something which I came to my mind, which I don't know. I don't know how it uh, relates to this. Yeah. I think that skepticism is something that also helps us. Okay. How so? It helps us um, focus. There are things which, are, which we are skeptical about. Skeptical about that helps us shape our perspective. Like skepticism also helps us shape perspective. Oh yes. There are things which we believe, and we can argue strongly about, that we don't. We wonder how other people don't see the same way as we do. Yeah. However, it might just be a thing of perspective, and also perspective will mean that you deny things or you accord them less importance while holding others to be stronger, uh, of stronger value or of more importance. And this is also a way which skepticism can also shape us into acting in particular ways, help us, like help us act without much thought, help us um, process information. Anyway, a computer has can, can, is big space hold the world is flat in a document as well as the world is round. This is something which a human being would not hold a world in his mind. He would value one over the other. And this also has like a, a degree of skepticism attached to, attached to either of the two information. And this is also what helps us shape our lives, direct our thoughts, um, you know, um, and approach approach uh, information we get in general. That is like it's like a litmus test for information, or like a series of um, 
can I say, barriers and uh, channels yeah. in which we, you know, form our body of knowledge. Hmm. Okay. Amount of words. <laughs> That's the truth. I, I really am. I really am. I'm really. I really am out of words. Um, okay. I was. What before? I was thinking of something along the lines of. Is it possible? Uh, I don't. I, I pretty much think so. I'll make an allegation instead of asking a question. I, I think it's possible that um, social media uh, websites, for instance, and not just social. Almost everyone selling a product would try to manipulate um, to manipulate us in such a way that we become less skeptical of what they sell. So either get you afraid and or get you to have an emotional um, response to something you have not really tested. So that, that stuff pushes you to either want to buy it, even though you don't you don't need it. I'm trying to think of a good um, example of such a thing. Uh, they would usually come in like safety measures or some sort of insurance that you don't really need. But then they tell you this scare story and, yeah. uh, and then you, you're less skeptical. And so I think they, um, they, play this, they play this game of under, like Victor said, to save time sometimes you have to trust. So like, there's like this overload of information you really don't want to deal with. You want to, you, you want to get your fangs into this thing that was promised you that you're running away from because, you know, if you if you don't do it, you're running away from the consequences of not having that product. Okay, yeah. And so that way they play you into trade away your skepticism basically and just um, tap it. That, that would be practical I, philosophy. I, I think that okay, I, I think that that's how we view society over the years. Uh, and it's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Do you think? You just think it's. Um, do you think it's? This is just what the world has become. No, this is world. This is what society wants. Has always, wants, been. Has always yeah. been. And this is how we function in society. Mm, we yeah. have always had this. We have, we've always had these uh, overarching stories, overarching philosophies that pushed us. And nowadays we have we have a variety of information to uh, really test out this knowledge and find that some of them are lacking. But yeah. there was a time when this was unquestionable and might have been. Um, what was unquestionable by, exactly? Eh? So there was a time when this was unquestionable. When, 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 no, when the stories which we find are lacking today were no, unquestionable, okay. and people believe that's completely true. Yeah. And it's basically the same thing which um, companies who sell products do today, except on um, you know, more uh, limited scales. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right, the more limited still. All right, uh, that's, I think that's a wrap at this point. Let's hear what you think about the topic. Let's hear what you think about skepticism and how, how it works, when it's appropriate, when it is not, how other people might use, um, might try to manipulate you into being less skeptical or even into being more skeptical. Let's hear your thoughts on the Thinkers Pop page on Facebook. Have a good day. Thank you.